Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down and relax. Have yourself a cool glass of air drink, because I don't have anything this evening. Uh, it is a conversation about the video game industry, a look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer, and a conversation amongst friends. Turo, do the theme song. Bow. Hey, bow. Uh, Gamer's Ledge Podcast. But we have news... Reviews. Yeah, okay, just stop. That's, that's stuff. Yeah, that's, comic that's, books, that's, and video games, and movies. Yeah. And, and three, two, one. There you go. <laughs> I, went, I went backwards, whatever. Yeah, you did. Uh, so, that's obviously Turo. Uh, next to him I, is Kate. Hello. And next to Kate is Matt. Howdy. And I am, of course, your trusty host, Mark. Uh, we have some video game news. It's going to be a short podcast. We got to love technology. Uh, we had a few technical issues, or I had all the technical issues, is the easier way to say it uh, this evening. But um, let's go around the room and talk about what we've been playing this week. Let's start with you, Kate. Um, I actually played quite a bit of Record Keeper. I was, like, this close to giving up on it. Because it's like, I was just like, Ugh. But then I played, like, I got through the whole Baltier event, because I hadn't done that at all. And I mostly got through the Final Fantasy VIII one. I'm they did Final Fantasy XII and Final Fantasy VIII back-to-back. That, if that doesn't say, Kate, play me, I don't know what does. Mm-hmm. And, well, the fact that they're going to have pain in it eventually is like, yes, please. So yeah, I'm sticking around for it. Um, I did. I did get Squall's first weapon. Nice, I did too. So now Cloud and Squall both have their first weapons. Um, Which is ridiculous, I might add. Played some Dead or Alive Extreme Three, of course. Working on my blog project. Uh, I don't think I played anything else. I did finally see Deadpool, though. Nice. And did you like it? I've already watched it like five times, so I guess I did. <laughs> That's it. Turo, how about you? Uh, the Gears of War beta ended on Sunday. That was a little bit of a bummer, um, but it was fun, and I can't wait to keep playing. Oh, remember how that there was a pinnacle? Remember how I said that it's you, you suck at the game, you suck, 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 and all of a sudden it's just like, you're the expert! Yeah, it finally happened second to the last day to me. I was just on the top of my game. Oh, my kill-death ratio is beautiful. And I was like, here we go. And as soon as I started getting awesome, they took it away. Um, that's spelunky like crazy because I finally did beat the game, but now I'm trying to go to hell. Yeah. And then um, Clash of Clans and Clash Royale, they just have two huge updates um, Clash Royale had a huge update yesterday where they introduced six new cards and Clash uh, of Clans just announced um, some a tweak on a certain really crappy new character and they're uh, changing uh, they, they're speeding up times on training uh, permanently on all like characters across the board and spells which is a huge huge deal so it's really cool so like uh Certain characters take 40 minutes just to cook. Now they're only 15. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, those. Boom, boom, boom. And working like crazy. Boom. Uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, still playing some Tap Titans. Uh, yeah, I know. What can you do? Um, Not play that? Could, could, but no. Yeah. <laughs> until, until something comes along that can steal that as my okay, I play this so I don't kill people on the other end of the phone. Um, uh, played and beat The Order 1886. Nice. That was How quick. long did that take? <laughs> According to uh, the, the PSN profile site, one day in 18 hours. I keep meaning to go and beat that game. So, yeah, it, it, it's quick. Um, so it's uh, Wait, it's, it, it took you a whole, like... Game time or wait, no, like why? real time, like twenty-four no. plus eighteen hours from. Wait, so that it seems took, like a that seems like an awful lot. 
the game, the entire like mode is only like eight hours. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. From the time I started playing till the time I finished it was one day oh. and 18 hours. So Wait. most of that was not playing. You were just, oh, I get it. You lived life. And I, in yeah, one I existed day, for one day and 18 hours. It didn't take you that long to beat it. It In the span of a day and 18 hours, you beat it, which is, says a lot. Which says a lot, considering, I yeah. I get it. Awesome. Okay, all right, got it. So, uh, how much game time? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't much. And most of it was restarting chapters to farm trophy things. So, um, then oh, good I... job on Platinum, on Ratchet & Clank, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I, the, I platinum to eighteen eighty six too, and I don't think I've ever had two platinums sitting side by side in my wow. life before. <laughs> awesome. um, I have, but it's because I play way less games than you do. Yeah, but then then I decided to go through and try to play all of the games that we got for free on Plus yesterday. Uh, so I tried Bionic Commando Rearm two. Yep, those games still are hard and are still probably more than I want to put time in to do. Uh, the Tabletop Racing World Tour, uh, which was a free game, it was also a launch game uh, this week. Uh, it's not bad. Um, I, 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 okay, not bad in terms of it was me versus the computer on the easiest circuit for the first cup. So <laughs> set, set the bar there. Um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, it, the controls are, are pretty decent. The selections of cards at the beginning kind of thinks, but um, once you start to get money and stuff and can get the options and new cars and stuff unlocked. It's not bad. Uh, I'll probably be playing that one off and on for a while. Uh, there is multiplayer, but I did not delve into that at all. Uh, also tried out the Switch Galaxy Ultra, which was one of the Vita games, but also had a PS4 version for cross-buy. I'm not entirely sure what the point of the game is. It's kind of like Wipeout meets Amplitude, but without the rhythm aspects. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out if I just didn't make it far enough into the game to figure out what the point of it really is, but you have to switch tracks going in between planets, but all you're doing is switching tracks. There's, like, no point to it. I, I'm So I'm not quite sure what that one's all about yet. And then um, I did not... I had tried out Tropico 5 before on a demo, so I didn't throw that one in, but I did instead uh, picked up Shadow Complex Remastered and started playing that. And uh, it's uh, Unchartroidvania. Yeah, Unchartroidvania. That, that's and my I, new term. I, I'm just going to go ahead and pick it now as our Giga Game of the Week. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, when you and Dave both like the same game, you know something's going on there. Uh, uh, it, it's actually one of those few games that was an actual Xbox Arcade exclusive. Yes. That I couldn't get on a PlayStation platform, and I've always wanted to play it, and man, it does not disappoint. No. Now, the story stuff is a little... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's campy. But the gameplay um, is actually really fun. Yeah, the gameplay is really tight, and the, the seamless... Uh, being in the in the foreground, what do, what do they call that? 2.5D, I think, was the terminology. Where you know there'll be some enemies in the foreground or background, and the the aiming for that's really intuitive in what's normally a, a single plane experience. So that that was really impressive. And then obviously Nolan North. Um, yeah, so it's like a Uncharted Vania. Yeah, that's what I said. Uncharted Vania. Yeah, there you go. Um, I was I was actually expecting something more sci-fi from what I had heard. So I, I'm we're starting I, as far as I got. I'm starting to see some of those elements because I I fought like a mech. I guess it's the first kind of sub boss. So I was starting to see some of those kind of elements. But I was expecting something more sci-fi. And I had this idea it was a little more, uh, a little more toward the Metroid vein of things. So it was a little bit of a surprise that it was a little more, not that. Um. But, yeah, so that was that, and uh, I still haven't made it back into the Wasteland, which is really starting to frustrate me, because I need to get back into that game. <laughs> so, and that's Fallout 4, which I did not play. My plan was to play that yesterday, but instead I played Fix My Wife's Friend's Computer. Well, 
let's see. For me, obviously, I added a couple things to the background here. Uh, so that's that was a big chunk of my weekend and week of playing time. Um, but we also got the new uh, VR um, Beast Box in, and uh, so I dipped back into Darkest Dungeon, which should be coming out very soon for uh, consoles. I also, uh, I, Matt, I think you and I were talking about this uh, Mounty Ohm who did the uh, Dead Fantasy series. Right. He actually did a, a, an anime anime, like CGI anime series called Ruby, R-W-B-Y, and there's actually a game called Ruby Grim Eclipse that's in early access on uh, Steam, uh, and I actually downloaded that, and that is a fun little beat-em-up. Uh, you can have up to, like, four players, multiplayer, online. That's really fun, really well done. I was actually very surprised. Um, and it uses a lot of the clips from the show for the voice acting, um, so it's really nice. Um, I have been playing the hell out of Final Fantasy Record Keeper because I needed to grind as much Mithril as possible so that I could try for uh, Squall's thing. I had actually burnt most of what I had on Baltier's round and didn't get Jack Squat. I got Fran's bow. And that was not what I wanted. Uh, so, anyways... Uh, when squalls came around, I ended up grinding en enough out for two, two eleven pulls, and on the second one, I got it. So I got it on my first one. Uh, I got, I got five on the first eleven pull. I got five of the ultra, you know, the five star or better. Two of them were the same item. You can combine them. I did, but still, kind of, you know, that could have been squalls thing in the first pull, but yeah, it's alright. I got it on so the is the drop rate gotten better then, or is that no. anomalous? No, it was, that's okay. anomalous. It's, okay. In fact, there was, a, there was a big uproar during the Final Fantasy Tactics event because they actually tweaked the drop rate so that if you did the math out with the decimals, it was actually harder to get things, and everybody's like, I'm quitting the game. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody quit the game. Um what else did I play? I played the hell out of Shadow Complex. I was going to play like an hour, and I ended up playing, what, like five, four or five hours? Oh, wow, so you're way, you must be way ahead of me. Yeah, I'm like way deep into it. I'm, at first I was like, how far does this complex go? I'm like, wait, the name of the game Shadow Complex. It's probably big. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Shadow Complexes. It's Shadow Complex, so I'm guessing it's pretty far into it. Um, but... Really, really tight mechanics, tight gameplay, a lot of fun, uh, very interesting and easy to pick up concepts. Uh, so I definitely re recommend checking that out, especially if you never got the chance to play it on X uh, Bot. Hey, X Turo, did you play Shadow Complex? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I played it on the 360, and now it's remastered. So yeah. Shadow Complex is, 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 is. yes. Um, I also played. Uh, Dark Souls 3, the game is still really doing good things in my opinion. It does have some issues, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, and I played something else, and, and I can't think of what it is. Uh, I'll think of it, I'm sure, at 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, but yeah, that's been about it for me. Um, so, let's talk about our main topic for today. E3 is coming up. It is just over a month and a week away. So five weeks from today. Do we have any predictions? We have not done our predictions for E3 yet. I figured this would be a good time to go around the room and see what kind of predictions we have. We can check in afterwards and see how well we do. So anyone's uh, here? Oh, yeah, anyone's say it. A new uh, PSP. <laughs> We're going to see something Kidding. Final Fantasy 7. You think so, really? I think another little tidbit. I I, I would love that. I just, I don't know if they're... I think we'll see Injustice 2. I think that's actually... Oh, yeah, and Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. 
and I mean, Assassin's Creed since they have one at every E3. <sighs> or three so or four. They're actually taking this year off. What? They said that last year that they were taking this year off so that they could uh, concentrate on making a better game after the last two were buggy as all get out. Um, Ubisoft is going to be like, one more thing. <laughs> um, I'm thinking that... I'm thinking that Nintendo, while on the show floor, will only have Zelda. I'm thinking in their direct, they will actually give NX information. Like hard NX information. Cool. Even though they kind of said they weren't going to, I think they're going to do it nonetheless. Matt, you're awfully quiet. Oh. Titanfall 2. Well, that's already been announced, but yeah, I bet oh, we'll see right. it. I bet we'll see it there. And a I'm, story. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to start to see some of the new uh, Star Wars games. Uh, EA's been touting that a lot today with the uh, May the 4th thing, but I think we'll actually start to see some trailers or something on E3 uh, for at least one or two of those. Um, we'll finally get some clarity on really what's going on with the PS Neo 4K Xbox 2, 1.25. Or yeah, whatever, that was going to be mine. We will see an Xbox 1.5. So... I think Microsoft's been really mum about it because they don't want any backlash, and they're happy to let Sony absorb take, take uh, the brunt of it. Yeah, take the brunt of it. But I, I fully expect we'll see some kind of incremental upgrade from the Xbox. And you know, at least if we can get some idea of what their philosophy is and what they're looking at, are they looking at the near cell phone, but instead of every year, or every two years, or something? You know, what, what's their, what's their plan? What's their approach? At least we know. You know, may not agree with it, may turn out it's the greatest thing ever. Hard to say one. at this point. Oh, yep, go. Bloodborne 2. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, but will it be from software? Yeah. They're done with Dark Souls. They didn't say nothing about Bloodborne. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'd love to see Final Fantasy 12 remastered. <laughs> or Final Fantasy VIII remake. I, I think we're going to see a rash of Final Fantasy somethings, whether it's, you know, like what they did for the DS where they did all the republics, if they'll start expanding the different platforms those are available on. Final Fantasy IX for console since it came out on PC. Yeah. Release date for Dissidia on console. Uh, I'm actually going to make an out there bet in that Sony will announce functionality to allow for external storage. Because I know I'm not the only one running out of drive space about now. And it would be sure nice to hook up an external hard drive. For games, you think, or just for extra stuff like screenshots and save? No, for games. Okay. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else... I'm my my what I'd like to see. I, I there's probably almost zero chance of this happening, but I I would love to see uh, Wild Arms six <laughs> or Wild Arms twentieth anniversary remastered. Edition. Yeah, something where yeah something other than Alter Code F, which was horrible. Um, um, yeah, so, something Wild Arms related that would just be nice. Um. What other things? Uh, so looking down, do we think we're going to start to see any Marvel tie-in games? I mean, other than the two Iron Man games, there really hasn't been a lot to tie in game-wise with the MCU. Do you think they're going to start pushing that? Nope. And here's why. I can, as a developer, create a freemium game, a free-to-play model game like Marvel Puzzle Quest that will attract the masses and generate buku bucks, and I don't have to spend... I only spend, like, three or $400,000 on development for that project. Or I spend $70 million for a console game that actually has a much narrower spread to appease hardcore gamers. 
I personally don't think we're going to see a Marvel Cinematic Universe game at all. There's no impetus for them to do so. If somebody wants to license it from them and do it, that's a different story. But as far as them pushing for a console release, I think those days are kind of numbered. Yeah. Well, it's just since they're doing it with Star Wars, I mean, that that was just kind of my thought. Since, you know, it is all Disney now, Disney, yeah, they're but, pushing with Star Wars for into the game space again, so... But that's, in my opinion, just looking at the the history of gaming from that front, there's already an established uh, user base for Star Wars games, whereas there's not a defined community for Marvel games. You've got, like, one-off things here and there, but nothing consistent over the years, where they can point to and say, we have X number of gamers that would be ready to buy this if we launched a console release platform. Whereas Star Wars, they actually just re-released those games, so they have hard numbers right now. How many people are buying those re remastered versions or emulated versions as a justification for making a full console game? Whereas the only thing I could think that they could point to is like the Spider-Man 2 game. Because <laughs> that's the only one that was really fun. Uh, but, you know, that's so old, I don't think it would hold up under any kind of scrutiny. Yeah. But th there hasn't really been a super successful Marvel-based game that I can think of that wasn't a licensed game. So you had like the Marvel... Um, we, we just did this in chat the other day. Uh, Marvel well, the Legends? Ultimate, the Ultimate Alliance. The Ultimate Alliance, yeah, yeah. Those were licensed games. Right. Not something actually pushed for and published by Marvel. So right. I, I think we could see some successful licensed games in the future, but I don't... I personally think the, the days of Marvel creating console games is dead. I'll go with a really safe prediction and say that uh, PlayStation VR will be at the event. <laughs> I th I, there'll be people at the event, too. Yes, there will be people at the event. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything... So we know that Sony has to do something amazeballs because they created the perfect E3 conference last year. And now they've got to try and follow that up. So my really, really out there prediction is we, we see the return of Crash Bandicoot at this E3. There's been a lot of push for that. Like I don't think it'll make up for the... Because uh, not only do they have to have a great conference... They have to make up for the PS Neo bullshit. I don't think Crash Bandicoot is even enough to do that. I don't think they have to make up for the Neo as much as they have to explain it to us as to why we should care and why we should get behind that bag and wagon. I'm not saying they're going to succeed, but I think that's how they have to smartly use their time is instead of this cone of silence that they've had this entire time, they need to actually... Give us the 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 use case for a Neo. Whether we agree with it or not, they got to get the message out there at least. Um, I, I'm guessing that the majority of gamers will not agree with it, so that may already doom their conference. Uh, unless they possibly... And I have been thinking about this. What if they do a pre-E3 conference conference? where they just do Neo-centric. Here's everything you need to know about the PlayStation 4K. Neo. And here's why we're doing it and all that stuff. Get all the negative reaction out first and out there so that people's expectations for the conference are lowered and then hit them hard with, with a, a solid conference. If, if I was in their marketing department, that's probably what I would do. Yay, nay, good, bad. 
That's weird. If they announced a Final Fantasy VIII remake. Yeah. <laughs> She'd forgive them. But but I don't I don't think they're gonna announce any more remakes. No, I agree. You know, because they're going to be doing this one until 2018 at least. Yep. Yeah, then they'll, they'll do some more HD reissues or, or just straight up ports or something. But... I'd be fine with the Final Fantasy XII HD reissue. Yeah. So the, um, I, 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 I think that's a that's not a bad approach, and we've seen more asymmetric, I'm going to go with the term asymmetric, uh, approaches like that, so that, that's not a bad idea. It'd be interesting if they did that. It'd be interesting if they did a lot more pre- release pre-conference announcements and then the conference really just came down to tying it all together and and here's here's how it all fits together and this is why you should love us for it. That, or this, this, is, this is the Sony roadmap for the next year. Right. You know, and, and here's how here's how you fit into it. Um, I, I think that might be a, a compelling approach and maybe desensitize some of the negative feedback. I'll tell you one thing they can't survive, though. Announcing a No Man's Sky delay. <laughs> no. No, there needs to be no delay on No Man's Sky. That that game needs to come out, like, immediately. Uh, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. That would be... That would be suicide. You might as well just toss every... every toss at that point, because nobody will buy it anymore after that. Uh, now, Kate... The Final Fantasy XI mobile game. Do you know about this? No. So they are making Final Fantasy XI for phones. And we're not, ta we're not talking like a card game or anything like that. I have seen screenshots of it. It is the actual Final Fantasy XI for phones. So you will be part of an MMO over the phones. <laughs> this is the worst idea I've ever heard because I am going to play the hell out of it. <laughs> See, I'd be interested in playing, like, God, I'm playing with people over the phone is going to be a nightmare because they'll be, like, playing for five minutes. Oh, got to go. I was just on the toilet. So, I don't know how... Will they implement it so you can play alone more? Well, you could... Dear, uh, yeah, that's a, good, that's a really good question. Um, and if you remember the mission structure of Final Fantasy XI, five minutes, you couldn't do anything in five no, minutes. No, you couldn't. You couldn't even craft one item in five minutes. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah, I will be Let interested... Find to a party, that. find a good camp spot, get a rhythm. No. So they'll have to do, because, like, you know that there's tons of people who use phones, but most of them only use it for a couple minutes at a time, mm -hmm. which this game, no, 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 no. So they're going to have to do something to um, make it more solitary play, I guess, where you can hook up with other people, but it's not dependent on it. Which I'd be interested in, because... I really wanted to experience the Final Fantasy XI story because I played some of it, but it was just um, like I couldn't handle giving up my entire life to the game. Yes, and that is exactly what happened to me for five years, my entire life. So, also you could be I, Final Fantasy Ninja. Also, also I could be the first American Final Fantasy Ninja. Thank you very much. <laughs> um. But yes, uh, so that that's something that's interesting. Um, I can't think of anything else too earth-shattering for E3 other than <sighs> your Cuphead. I I want to see more about that game, and I'm still really upset that it's only on uh, Xbox. But I am glad that it is on PC because now I got a PC to run it. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the only other thing I can think of that I'm really excited for that should be at the show. Yeah, it's it's somebody's show to steal this year. It feels like it's kind of a flat year. 
-hmm. So somebody could really come in with something and just just blow us away. See, I um, have a feeling that all the conferences are going to be kind of mediocre, and whoever just has like that one cool game is going to win. So it'll be interesting to see this year because about 30% of the uh, shows will be off E3 shows. So EA pulled out, so EA will be doing their own conferences. Um, we know that uh, Nintendo will be doing its own conferences. And I think there was another one that actually... Who cares about Nintendo anymore? Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But I will be interested to see what they do, if anything. Is Bethesda um, doing another? Bethesda should be. Ubisoft should be doing their own. Uh, and we should... Without EA, they're... Um, Square does not do their own. No, I take that back. Square did do their own last year. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, so we should have the Square one on-premises. Um, and then Sony and Microsoft. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting. We'll, we'll stream those live and have our wonderful talking heads over them. If I can get my computer to work. Yeah, which between now and then I should be able to. I just, like, I want the NX to impress me, but my expectations are so low for it that, like, I'm expecting another gimmicky piece of bullshit. Well, I, literally what I'm expecting at this point is the Wii U screen that plugs into a TV. That's it. I like, mean, I that's mean, what I'm expecting the NX to be. And I if watched, that... Yeah. I watched someone try to play Star Fox, and huh. it was just like, what? <laughs> just How did they not throw up, and how did they even get past, like, shooting one thing? So, I don't know. If it's got anything like that kind of, like, gyro crap, it's just like, no. I, I, I do not necessarily always uh, agree with or like Jim Sterling, but he has a about 10-minute video uh, critiquing the game, and there's two reasons that I would recommend that everybody watches it. Number one, he does a great job of explaining that that is a game where innovation is being forced onto it where it does not need to be, because it's not like they've made a bunch of Star Fox games that everybody loves. They made two, and then they kept yeah. screwing it up after that instead of giving people what they wanted. Same with, what's that other franchise? Oh, right, Metroid! <laughs> uh, but I digress um, but the second reason why I recommend you watch it is if you know anything about YouTube copyright claims he does the most brilliant thing that I have ever seen and it's working and that is if you aren't aware if you're a content creator like us and you want to monetize a, a, a video and you use Nintendo footage Nintendo will make a copyright claim meaning that they get to decide uh, how the money is uh, accrued and or what happens to it. Well, what he did was he looked back through his library of games and catalogs and looked at all the things where claims had been made, and he found that Metal Gear Solid 5 footage and uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 footage and music from Erasure was always copyrighted claimed. And he has Patreon uh, subscribers, so his YouTube videos are supposed to be ad-free anyways. Yet, because he was using Nintendo footage, he knew Nintendo would make a copyright claim on it, so he also inserted Metal Gear Solid 5 footage and uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 and played Erasure at the end of the thing. So all the copyright claims were made by all five companies, meaning no one gets any money from the thing because he's going to let the big companies battle out their uh, claim management amongst themselves, meaning there are no ads on his video as he desired, and he gets to use the footage. I hate, to give, I hate to give that guy accolades for anything, but that's a pretty good idea. It's genius. And I know, and I hate working. saying it. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, it kills me. Yeah, it's really good. So, 
Uh, let's jump into the news, unless anybody has any last-minute burning predictions. No? All right. Uh, news is light, so this will go quick. Uh, it has not been a deep news uh, cycle. So one of the things in the title of the show tonight that we need to talk about is the climb for, Op for Oculus Rift. Uh, watched a couple videos. We're still waiting for our Vive to come in. But this one specifically for the Rift. It is made by Crytek, so it's pretty. It is a mountain climbing simulator for the Oculus Rift. You are supposed to stand while you do it. But the crazy part is, if you ever wanted a game that relied on touch controllers, this is it, but does not do so. It uses a, a game controller instead. Um, but this is the part where it, it gets a little... I, I want to just see what your initial reactions are to the price. So this is a virtual reality mountain climbing simulator that is pretty, but the price is $49.99. I can't even afford forty nine ninety nine, let alone the system to play it on. <laughs> How many mountains? Uh, I know there are multiple mountains. I do not have an exact count. But from what I did see of it, I can tell you that it looks pretty repetitive. No matter which mountain you're on. Yeah. There's only so many buttons you can push. Yeah. Um, There's only so many ways to climb a mountain. Well, and without touch controls, that way seems really tedious. Because mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. it, 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 basically you have floating hands in the air, and they're synced with where you look uh, with your head, which means that sometimes when you're trying to get in little crags, it can be really, really touchy to get in there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's way high. I think VR prices are just all over the place right now. You've got stuff that's two dollars and stuff that's fifty dollars, and yeah, they're trying to find the point. They're yeah. Trying to... Yeah, that does seem like a bit of an overshoot, though. I, I agree. Um, there was a really good uh, analyst insight uh, by a bunch of different analysts into the announcement of the NX and N and Nintendo strategy. Um, I just want to read a couple of the quotes because I think they're hilarious. Um. And even analysts are going, what the heck are you, are you doing? Um, they're basically saying that there's no way in hell that Nintendo is going to release a Mario mobile game because if they do that, then why buy into the closed world of Nintendo handheld gaming? So they're going to delay releasing a Mario smartphone game until it's proven that it's the only way to monetize its key intellectual properties on mobile. Uh, I'm looking for the other ones that I was like, zing. Uh, yeah, scheduling a hardware launch so late in the fiscal year and excluding any NX sales from guidance suggests a lack of confidence that the device will actually launch in fiscal year 17. It's important to note that a March launch provides Nintendo with wiggle room to delay as it's still likely to launch well ahead of the key holiday season. I thought that was pretty interesting. That was Michael Pachter. Uh, love him or hate him. Hmm. Um, but one of the other ones basically said... Uh, it's crazy because, you know, digital distribution for them is only one-fifth of their software revenue. When you look at the PSN, and it's actually made more than all of what Nintendo made last year, it's amazing to me that they are slow, so slow to get on the bandwagon. When I go into the Wii U store, I expect to see every single Nintendo game ever made for every platform in some way to download for the Wii U. And is that the case, Matt? Nope, not even close. Not even close. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting, their approach here. Um, and Nintendo stock dropped 8% um, after the release of the NX announcement um, and their financial report. So it was just interesting stuff on NeoGAF I saw. Hmm. 
Apparently, the Ratchet and Clank movie did $4.7 million on its opening weekend. It is getting kind of panned across the board. Um, but if you were really into that series, you might want to go check it out. I haven't had a chance to go see it yet, so um, hoping maybe this weekend, but I'm not sure. A little more movie news. Captain America Civil War has already passed $200 million and hasn't even opened in the United States yet. So that's a good sign. It is getting a giant Rotten Tomato score. So it's uh, still, like, is it still at like 98? Yeah, it's way up there. So that's that's very good to me. Um, the easiest platinum trophy on the PlayStation has been identified, and I will be obtaining it shortly just to keep pace with Matt and his two new ones. Uh, it's actually down to 93, which, you know, is only oh. awesome. Instead of oh, well, I'm not going to go see it then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I only have a couple more pieces of news on my list, and most of them, to be honest, are movie news. <laughs> because, <laughs> like I said, there's really not a whole lot going on. Uh, Nintendo said why they're not launching the NX in the holiday season this year. And that reason is that they don't like money. Loading. <laughs> Buffering. <laughs> uh, so they are saying <laughs> this is this is so Nintendo, I might add. If I can get into it. No, they're not launching it for Christmas. So you don't have... Yeah, nice. All right. So their uh, answer is that they have... Pop-up ads are evil and need to die. <laughs> okay. Nintendo held a QA session uh, and an investor meeting, and a Twitter user... Uh, translated the Japanese session uh, for the American audience. So they're basically saying Nintendo is hoping to launch the NX when it's in a ready state, which again, going back to the fact that they could delay it past March, is um, they're saying that delivering stable content is more crucial than releasing it during the holiday period, and that by March, the system will have a healthy supply of launch content. But it would be a dry spell if the software lineup stagnates after, due to which Nintendo is also making sure there's a steady flow of content coming the system's way throughout the year and time ahead. So basically, launching a console 101, which they completely ignored for the Wii U. Hmm. But it will be interesting. I, I do still think they're going to say something during their... Uh, E3 presser. Uh, let's see, what else do I have on my... I've got a couple things quick. Um, Go for it. Rock Band 4 did announce their 2016 roadmap, uh, and the May update did drop this week already. Uh, it includes the main new features are uh, Double Kick, so you can run two pedals, and uh, the Battleborn characters... Uh, I forgot their names already. Thorn and Nico will be available in the Rock Shop, uh, plus a bunch of fixes and things. There were some uh, uh, rock, big rock endings that were crashing the game, and those are fixed. A couple other graphical and, and game crashing issues have been fixed. Um, and uh, then the rest of the year, next month, they're going to be launching Practice Mode, which has been a high-demand item for them. Uh, then they're taking a break for the rest of the summer, and in the fall they're going to launch uh, the Ion adapter for the Ion drum kit, the music library enhancements, which they've been kind of cagey on so far what that really means, and the expansion pack, which we also don't know what that means. And then moving into the holidays will be the synchronous online multiplayer. So be able to finally play, play a rock band across the interwebs as we did in the days of yore. Yay, I can't wait. Um, Star Trek, the new uh, television show, 
coming to CBS in 2017, is going to air its first episode on TV, and then the rest, new episodes after that, will only be on their online service. Which is super annoying. What did you say, Matt? Yeah, no, I was just agreeing with you. Sorry. No, no, you kind of, like, hiccuped out, so there I wasn't sure. Um, the the writer of Dragon Ball Evolution apologizes for Dragon Ball Evolution. That Yay! Was my piece of news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only took what ten years. Yeah, right. So and making Spike such a terrible, terrible Piccolo, like uh, I love how uh, I refer to him as Spike. Uh, <laughs> he's always he's gonna be Spike forever. Like, come on. A <laughs> um, few Star Wars things that have been going on with obviously the fourth May the fourth uh, going on. There was a sales uh, on the PlayStation Store and on the Xbox Store. Xbox announced backwards compatibility for both the Force Unleashed titles today. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, there uh, there was a new contender added to the EA Pantheon providing Star Wars games, and that is uh, Respawn. The makers of Titanfall are going to be making a third-person action-adventure game set in the Star Wars universe, joining Visceral Dice, Capital Games, Bioware, Motive as the main companies who are currently working or have Star Wars titles out there. Uh, the Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and 2 are not... Um, that's not their titles. Yeah, that's not their titles, but they're also separate stories. So that was announced in an interview today, actually, um, with the Russos, uh, the directors of the film. So they said they, they haven't come up with the titles yet, but yes, they will change them uh, before they are launched. Um, I think that's everything I have. Oh, no, I've got one more. So uh, Modern Warfare... Uh, the new Call of Duty was announced. Uh, it's called Infinite War. Uh, it already, right now on YouTube, has over a 50% dislike rating. <laughs> I am part of that dislike because I saw the trailer and it was just like this. Oh my gosh. And then they used Space Oddity and I was like, oh, I just, just stab it. Just stab it till it's just, just kill it. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, it shows like soap and everyone, you get those, you recognize those voices, you know, and then I got all excited for the remake. Yeah, there's the people are, are more excited for the remakes than this stupid game. Yeah, and so speaking of the remakes, they are remaking Modern Warfare 1, and you cannot buy it separately, you can only buy it with Infinite War. In the so. Uber Ultra Mega Callist of Duteous pack, right? Correct. The, the Ultra Bro Edition. There's got to be some way of getting it. Oh, I'm sure, was, they'll, I'm sure, sure they will uh, offer it two weeks to a month after, but they're going to try and milk everybody for pre-orders for this because, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to them. It's a brilliant strategy because, you know, Modern Warfare holds a dear place in a lot of people's hearts. So to see that remastered um, could be really interesting. I just I re I just want the remake of, of the first and second one and then just stop and then just just kill it from there and 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 let's let's do what what they did with X-Men Futures Days of Futures Past like let's just pretend nothing happened after that just want to for one and two and after that there was there was no other Call of Duty that's where it died it died happy See I I will even get on the bandwagon that if they sold Modern Warfare remastered by itself I would actually buy that yeah, no, like, hands down. I actually yeah. like that Call of Duty game a lot. Both of those um, were phenomenal. They were they were they changed everything. They changed the game and it was awesome. Um Yeah, so that's going to bring us then Speaking of YouTube videos. Yes. Liking trailer for the new Ghostbusters reboot got the is the most disliked YouTube video in history. Wow. Really? <laughs> I did not I missed that. That's fantastic. Um, wow. What uh, What is the current rating? I don't know. I just saw the headline. I didn't even bother looking because I didn't. I haven't even seen the trailer. I don't want to. Like, 
here's the weird thing about Kate McKinnon in that trailer or in that movie, I guess. Uh, she is very funny. She's very she's awesome in SNL and everything. But I've never been more attracted to her than in the movie. Um, it's currently <laughs> at two hundred twenty nine. No two hundred twenty nine thousand four hundred fifteen likes and seven hundred thirteen thousand one hundred forty one dislikes. Oh my so it's, gosh! It's almost a four to one. Well, not quite. It's an over three to one ratio of dislikes to likes. Wow! All right then. Well, that brings Oof. us to uh, final thoughts for the night. Uh, as I said, it was a quick show, but we've managed to work it all, so we end almost right on time. Uh, Kate, final thoughts. May the fourth be with you. And Turo. Uh, stop rebooting movies and stop making Call of Duty games. <laughs> yeah. Matt. Uh, this was actually a last week thing, but they just put out a new Darkwing Duck comic. <laughs> That's awesome. When there's trouble, you call DW. Let's get, Let's get dangerous. Um, and, and my final thought is actually, uh, thanks to Matt, I know that there is a mask comic coming out. <laughs> yes, I you were duly notified. I am super Jeez. stoked about it because... Uh, mask is amazing, and that is all. Um, housekeeping items, uh, if you do like the podcast, make sure you like and subscribe. Leave your comments in the box below. Uh, if you've got questions, you can write in to us at gamersledge at gmail.com or both at gamersledge.com, um, facebook.com slash gamersledge, twitter.com slash gamersledge, or at gamersledge, that works too. Uh and that means we'll end the show the way we always do, with a fantastic joke. Uh, I, I thought I'd stick with the uh, Star Trek theme. This, Star this Wars? Uh, no, Star Trek. <laughs> it's, it's May the 4th, so it's a Star Trek joke. Uh, how many ears does Spock have? How many what? How many ears does Spock have? Two. No. He does have two ears. He has three. He has the left ear, the right ear, and the final front ear. Shut up. <laughs> Until Shut next week, game on. game on. Game on. Game uh, on. Joke off. Joke off.